You are listening to Wrestling is for Girls, a weekly wrestling podcast for everyone except those dirty cops from Raw. Each week, we come together and try to navigate this truly feral road to WrestleMania 40 with some of the coolest people on earth, all of you. I am here yeah. with uh, Miss Precious Perfect, my good <laughs> friend Jillian. And uh, Jillian, how are you doing? And what of Miss Precious Perfect? I am doing all right today. How are you? I am also. I'm doing all right. We've got a lot of content tonight. I'm very yeah. excited. Are yeah. you ready? You ready to smack it down and get started? I am ready because I want to get to Elimination Chamber. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> um, we're going to be doing a lot of skipping around tonight because we have so much to talk about. So we are actually going to dive into SmackDown with our good friend, DM Hunk. Woo! Um, a little bit into the show, we see Drew backstage with Kayla. And, you know, he's kind of like he's giving us the Drew talk. Like, he's been through a lot for his greatest love and most dysfunctional relationship, wrestling. <laughs> And uh, he's, he delivers a pretty characteristic cruel Drew insult <laughs> joke. Uh, Jillian, do you want to remind us of what that was? He lets us know that if he loses, his career is as useless as CM Punk's return. It's just like Drew is killing it lately. And I love it so much. Like chef's kisses all around. It turns out that the worst version of Drew McIntyre is also the best version of Drew mm -hmm. McIntyre. And mm -hmm. I am 100% here for it. It's been this, this really nice, like, evolution. Like, we've kind of, yes. like, he was kind of testing the waters. And I think now he's found the right sort of, like, sleazeball heel to be. And mm -hmm. it's just working out really well for him. Yeah, I think when he started doing this, there wasn't that sort of like wink when he would talk about all his sacrifices and how hard it was. It felt whiny. But now it's right. like, Oh, I've suffered so much. You know, it's amazing. I think he like um, listened to us making fun of how whiny he was. And he was like, I've got to get it together. I think so. I think this is yet another person that we can take the credit for getting their shit together and making them the success they are today. Totally. <laughs> You're welcome, Drew. So Drew is very, very pleased with his little jokes. He's having an amazing time. And then Bobby Lashley rocks up and is also just laughing his butt off. He's like, sure, these jokes at CM Punk's expense are really, really great. It's really funny, kind of like how he actually beat Drew at WrestleMania 37. He thinks everyone Ooh. really enjoyed that. So uh, no surprises, Drew has made yet another enemy backstage. <laughs> And he doesn't think it's funny. He does not think Bobby's joke is funny at all. I mean, he wants everybody to treat him as the Messiah. So, yeah, I mean, just give him the respect that a Scottish Lord is due for sure. A Scottish Lord without his sword. In the beginning, I really wondered how he was going to sustain this rivalry with CM Punk for like the nine to 12 months that Punk is going to be out. And now I'm like, oh, no, that's fine. He can do it. Yeah. It's great. He could just keep making great jokes. <sighs> after, <laughs> after this, we go off site. Um, and I only want to touch on this briefly because it was so damn weird. We find ourselves at the home of Ashanti the Adonis and Cedric Alexander, or maybe Cedric is just hanging out at Ashanti's. It wasn't super clear. But like Cedric is going through Ashanti's closet 
looking for something to wear. Or were they at Cedric's and Cedric was going through his closet showing Ashanti what he was wearing? I mean, I will accept either of those. I am very <laughs> in the weeds on what is going on with this sort of like odd couple tag team move-in story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it's fun, but as I was kind of saying before, like I just, this is another tag team that's just going to get buried, lost. Mm-hmm. That's my fear. We're going to create a rich backstory for them and then never, ever revisit it. It's just going to be over. But it's nice that Ashanti has, you know, shaken top dollar. He is now with Cedric Alexander. So hopefully they will be a, a good tag team. Yeah. And I, I think ultimately the look that Ashanti chose for him, which is kind of like a slutty stripper version of the shield was nice. You know, it worked <laughs> for him for sure. There was a lot of imagination going on. It really was. After this, we go back to the arena and we've got the bloodline backstage and Big Jim is riding high on the tide of abusing Jay. He's having the best time and will not shut up. I think after so much suffering, like these are the good times and he is going to revel in it. Just absolutely revel in it. But he doesn't get to revel for long, right? Because Roman has to, like, take him down 17 pegs before he's like, ah, I'm just fucking with you. And it's super weird, right? Like, do you want to talk us through this? Like, what Roman tells him? Well, he was like, he was like, who sent you? Who sent you to Raw? Like, why? Or to SmackDown? I can't. Who sent you, basically? Like, Jimmy, to who Raw. sent you there to do? It was to Raw, right? Because they're on SmackDown. Yep. Who sent you there? He's like, man, Paul sent me. It was, you know, like OG sent me. Paul said it was okay. You know, like it was fine. And Roman was just like, ah, it was me. I'm the one that sent you. It was so weird. Like, And he calls him a tattletale as if there's any context in which you are not supposed to tattle to the tribal chief. I missed that part. <laughs> it's like, this is getting weirder and weirder and weirder. I just, I think I got distracted because Jimmy gets left hanging again. <laughs> He's trying to get like a high five from somebody. They won't, they won't give it to him. I love it so much. It is so humiliating and he takes it with such good humor. He's like, okay, all right, no worries. <laughs> Next time, my dudes. He's like, oh, Jim. Jim. I, I, I hope I... that someday Big Jim gets to exact his revenge on the bloodline. I hope so too. And if I ever meet Big Jim, I'm going to give that man the biggest, most enthusiastic high five. Like a running, manage. jumping high yes. five. Yeah. Yes. And then I'll probably like trip and miss his hand. And once again, he will be denied, <laughs> but my heart will be in it. It'll be like a fancy high five where you like do the top, do the bottom, flip around, like finger guns, you know, some kind of really mm -hmm. elaborate. Yes. If, if it works. If not, the other scenario is, is, is also feasible. Like, we both pull those trick pistols out of our pockets and shoot them at each other and little flags that say bang come out. Like, it's very elaborate. Very, very elaborate. Yours say yeet, his say no yeet. <laughs> no yeet. <sighs> we also saw this week uh, the SmackDown debut of Braun Breaker and... Mm -hmm. You know, we try not to talk about this stuff before we record, but of course we do a little bit. And I think, Jillian, correct me if I'm wrong, the consensus is like, you know, very impressive, but why is he squashing unknown NXT dudes? 
Uh, is Dante Chen an NXT dude? He is an NXT dude. Okay. Okay. I wasn't sure. Uh, two things. One thing I had to mention that I had forgotten about. Braun Breaker's like, background thing looks like the nothing wolf from Never Ending Story. Yes. You know, he's just like the eyes in that cave. Bef- yeah. Yes. Anyway. Um, yeah, I was just kind of like, okay, it's Braun Breaker's big debut. Like everybody's shitting their pants about how amazing Braun Breaker is. And he's like this big tough guy. And we saw him in the, was he in the Royal Rumble? Yes. So like we've seen him. Mm-hmm. Why is he having this weird, like you said, a weird squash match with some dude from NXT? Like, I don't know. Put him up against somebody awesome, but who like, it's believable that he could beat. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. I guess this is I, when they used to use Ricochet. <laughs> it is <laughs> when they around. used to use Ricochet. Oh, God. Yeah, he's too busy, like, posting thirst traps and self-congratulatory stuff on Instagram. I don't know what's going on with Ricochet. It's like a yeah, dark time. He's been Ricochet. gone a long time. Someone needs to check on him. Oh, no. He and Samantha didn't break up, did they? I don't think so. Okay. Okay. No, because I she liked one of his thirst traps. So, no. Okay, good. Okay. Together. Phew. Uh, speaking of sad and painful breakups, we have another interaction with the LWO and LDF. Um, do you feel like, I mean, I don't want to go through everything they did. Like Electra starts some shit. People scrap. Mm -hmm. Santos arrives. Carlito arrives. He does an Uso arrival. Super too late to be of any use. But like, what do you think is going on with these guys? What is the, what is the goal? absolutely nothing like i really feel like they're just kind of like okay we got to keep these guys busy because like there is interest in this feud yes but i feel like they don't know where to fit it in because they have you know drew and punk and sammy and shinsuke and drew and everybody else and the rock and rope like they have so many big things happening right now and i'm wondering if because everything is so focused on WrestleMania now that I'm wondering if are they trying to build this up to something at WrestleMania? If so, A, they're not doing a good job of it. Mm-mm. Or B, if they're not planning on doing it, are they just kind of like, hey, hey, don't forget this is kind of happening in the background, everybody, but we're really not going to spend any time on it. I wonder if we're at the point now where we're just deciding what the WrestleMania pre-show will be, you know? Yeah. And it's going to be something like this, but, you know, remains to be seen. Which is too bad because I feel like there could be a really cool story here. Mm-hmm. And they're just not doing the storytelling because Ray is not involved. And I oh, think that right. that's a big loss and it's silly. Like, I'm really interested in the history and background and, like, bad blood between these two groups. Like, why is Electra? why do Electra and Zelina hate each other so much? Like, I'm just so curious, but... I don't know the story because they're not telling me the story. Yeah, they're leaving a lot of work for the fans to do. And I I feel like it brings me back to the same question I was asking a few months ago. Like, what is our plan for when Rey Mysterio is not a solution anymore? Like, when we can't just wheel him out to generate interest <laughs> in whatever. Because that time is mm-hmm. coming. He's not going to wrestle when he's 80. Or is he? I don't. I just feel like it's like they have this these folks in here to satisfy people who, like, love luchadors Mm -hmm. but it's just lip service it's not really like honoring their craft 
and also it's just more like this is the problem like i think their feud is really interesting but they it's so insular they just like keep it among like oh lucha's got a feud with luchas they can't have any other like awesome storylines against anybody else yeah i think that's really fair like in some ways the cast is too big for the limited amount of story they give them but mm-hmm. in some ways it's too small because nothing is happening yeah. i mean put them up against the bloodline like shit here we go they yeah. have a bloodline what <laughs> i you know what i mean like there's I a mean, lot of like related folks that are like multi-generation wrestlers I, I, we I did want to see braun smash a credible competitor yeah. maybe he could have smashed one of these guys yeah why not like what are we doing with carlito <laughs> such I a just, good question i have so many questions <laughs> that's because you're a journalist i just feel like there are legacies that we're totally ignoring and mm-hmm. in favor of the bloodline which is a very interesting story and i love it but it's like are we really spending this much time on the rock when we have like other people who aren't offensive i don't know well it's the same question there too like what are we going to do when the bloodline story is completely tapped out they've been milking that one a long time and it's got to come to an end at some point lots of credit to the writers and the performers on this for keeping it interesting (laughs) but like there is going to be a time we need to have something else on deck so Mm -hmm. i agree well you know, a lot of the exciting things in wrestling happen in the ring, but sometimes the most delightful things can happen backstage. And a little bit later in the evening, we have another example of this where we see Austin Theory, Logan Paul, and Grayson Waller just, you know, douching around backstage, Ugh. being themselves, when who comes upon them but Kevin Owens? I bet the stench of Axe body spray was just like thick. Like you could taste it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think there's like vape cloud, Axe body spray, prime energy drink. It's just a miasma of frat boy filth <laughs> that surrounds Whoa. them. Um, I have a quick question. I don't know if you noticed yeah, this, good. but like, I'm pretty sure they said they were in Perth. Like SmackDown was coming from Perth. Um, they might've. But it's funny because obviously that is not the case. But it like this conversation amused me because at one point KO was like, I hope you get your brass knuckles into Australia. And I was like, buddy, 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 shh, buddy. Cut, cut, cut. <laughs> he look, he didn't get the memo. And to be fair, that may explain why Logan stored them so thoroughly under his scrotum. Oh my god. Going into the elimination chamber. <laughs> Okay, I choose to believe they were kind of hidden somewhere and they weren't like in his nutsack that entire time. I feel like there was like one testicle resting in one knuckle hole <laughs> and another one resting in another knuckle hole and it was like a little throne for testes. And then he kissed it. Well, I mean, they're his testes. It's pretty bad. <laughs> so... <laughs> This is a lot of fun. Um, one of my favorite parts is Kevin Owens is like, are you guys just standing here looking at yourselves? And Grayson is like, yes. 
<sighs> He's been kind of funny lately. There was something else he said. I don't know when it was. I think I, I don't know if I wrote it down, but I was like, good job, Grayson. Like he's been, he's been amusing me lately. Or maybe it was actually moment. clown. Might've actually been clown that made me laugh. So there is one point and I can't remember where it is. It's in my notes where he says something genuinely very funny. And I had to give the t- yeah. hat tip. to Austin I hope Theory. I wrote it, it down. Cause I do want to give him credit where credit is due. And I had a moment. I remember having a moment where I was like, Oh no. Am I going to end up liking A-Town Clown? And then I immediately said, no, that's never going to happen. I'll never let it happen. Thank you. So they have a little uh, witty repartee. And then KO wanders off. And our three heroes realize (laughs) that they could have jumped KO. But now he's gone. Yeah. yeah. None of them are bright. Not a single one. No. Um, it's a lot of abs and a lot of frat stench and not much else. Mm-mm. But then Paul Heyman arrives and uh, he's going to take Grayson to Roman Reigns. Yeah, he's been summoned. Get an audience with the tribal chief, which we will hear more about later. Um, we have another match that we're going to dig into a little. Um, we've got the Street Profits. They come out with Bobby and BFAB and they're going to take on AOP, who of course have the whole gang with them. The Street Profits music is back. Yeah, it's pretty great. I'm very happy about that. I'm also happy that BFAB has like found a place to land. Yeah, I'm happy for her too. I don't I don't feel like aesthetically she's a great fit. I feel like someone needs to take her to wardrobe and like make her look sort of like a maniacal businesswoman, but Yeah, she's not in the businesswoman outfit yet, and everybody's wearing suits and they're like, you need to get right. a suit. Yeah, she needs like, do you remember how Lana used to wear those like really long blazers <laughs> that were just kind of extremely short dresses? Yes. She needs like a classier version of that. Like and, like 12 inch heels, like Lana wore the most crazy heels. It's not business business and it's not business casual. It's like business sexual. Yeah, <laughs> yes. I think that's what we need some of. Yes. So, <laughs> I mean, tell me what you thought about this match and the outcome. Um. So, I mean, okay, I I expected the outcome, right? AOP wins, whatever, there's shenanigans. I'm just worried about Street Profits because they tried the heel turn for them. That Mm -hmm. didn't last. Now they're back to being, you know, good old Street Profits. Montez is great. Antonio's great, but like Montez is great. And it's just like... Angelo, thank you. I always want to say Antonio Dawkins. Is there somebody named that that I just like can't? I'm sorry, Angelo. I I love you. I don't know. I'm probably just making, I'm probably combining somebody's names. Yeah. But like. They are both great though. I agree with you. What is happening with them? And like, I think part of this is fueled. So I watched the whole Montez and Bianca Hulu show. Um, It's only eight episodes. It's really good. Um, but like one of the running themes throughout that whole show is like Montez is like, what are they doing with me? Mm, Montez. And it's like a real question. The show is really interesting because it doesn't break kayfabe, but it also doesn't not break kayfabe. Yeah. Like it's, it's really, it's really pretty fascinating, but anyway, um, and they're very cute. I love them. So yeah, I just, I'm worried. I am also a little worried, especially because it feels like this is supposed to be in service of Bobby Lashley, but 
Bobby's not doing anything interesting either. So it's like, they're just, he's kind of like a millstone around their necks right now. And I like Bobby Lashley, but. Mm -hmm. And he just ends up with a effed up elbow, right? Yes, that is correct. Um, Carrion goes after him with a steel chair. AOP gets the win and Bobby's arm is very sore. Very, very sore. (laughs) When I was watching this, I was also like, ha. Now I know you're not in Australia because I happen to know Carrion and Scarlett are in Thailand. Thank you very much. <laughs> they have been on like the most beautiful vacation. And all he's talking about is how she keeps taking him on these like life-threatening adventures. I, know. I love that he's the scared one. It's so funny. And she's just like, let's go swim with sharks. I watched an amazing video they posted on Instagram where she took him on this hike and for whatever reason, he went in flip flops and these like $1 no. pants that they bought and he ripped <laughs> out the crotch of his pants and he was like complaining about his flip flops. And he was like, I didn't choose this. <laughs> sir, you chose those shoes. What is wrong with you? It's like, sir, that's the price of being married to an absolute queen. Okay. Like, if you don't want that life, I will take it, okay? I'll march up a mountain in my flip-flops for her, whatever. It is very cute, though. He's like, she's my best friend. Their love is really sweet. Like, you can tell they actually really love each other, and that's so rare in heterosexual couples. Oh, my God, I know. I I know. I don't understand what's happening out there, but yes. Yes. So, you know, best wishes to them. I mean, things aren't going well for Bobby or the Street Profits, but it seems like at least Carrie and Scarlett are having a nice time. So we got something. Yes. Earlier in the evening, we saw a wounded Dakota Kai sort of limping around backstage. Some dudes were assisting her into a trainer's area. And when we see Dakota again, her knee is in a lot of pain and Bailey comes in to check on her. Do you want to talk a little bit about what happens here? Well, she said that she was jumped by damage control. We don't ever see that. If they we if they showed it, I completely missed it. They sure did. Um, and Bailey's like, "Oh man, it's my fault." Like, so you know, Bailey feels really bad. But I'm just like, to me, this all makes me very nervous. I feel like this is some weird ruse. Yes. To get to Bailey somehow and like harm her, not damage control, just Dakota. Like, I don't know. It just feels. Eh, it feels icky. I mean, Dakota has been a real shady agent from the very beginning of the downfall of damage control. So I'm excited to see her get utilized in this way because I feel like we've never done a lot with Dakota Kai. Um, Correct. But I wonder if we're going to have like she kind of strings Bailey along with this friendship narrative. And then right before WrestleMania, you know, she turns on her and they jump Bailey and she has to go into WrestleMania kind of like the total underdog fighting through the pain of getting jumped. And the emotional pain of once again being rejected by her friends. Ugh, and then is the ultimate winner because she's mm-hmm. triumphed over everything when she takes the title back. And, and then someone puts her hair in a side pony. And someone comes and gives her a hug and says, no, mm-hmm. Bailey, you're not a hugger. You're the hugged. Aww. Yeah, it's a moral victory, too. <laughs> I'm ready for that. After this, uh, we have something very, very far away from a moral victory. Uh, Jimmy is still backstage with the bloodline. He's still talking about all the big feelings that Jay gives mm-hmm. him. 
when Grayson arrives and Roman has the audacity to make Jim give up his space on the couch for Grayson. <laughs> Grayson looks very confused and nervous, which I think is the proper reaction to have around that group of folks. I think he's like honored to have an audience with the tribal chief, but also pretty sure that they are going to kill him and harvest his organs for yeah. fun. Yeah. So Roman wants to tell Grayson something that is for his ears only. And I was like, this is going to be one of those classic moments where a wrestler <laughs> says something super top secret for only the people in the room and the 24 million people watching at home. Yeah. I was really surprised. They're just like, then it was like fade to black. And I was like, okay, I guess we don't get to know. And I, I feel like maybe I, I think I still don't know. Like I'm, I'm still not a hundred percent sure what they talked about. This has got to be some kind of WrestleMania situation, right? What if, what if Roman was just like, look, I'm proud of you. You've been funnier lately. And I want you to know that <laughs> hard to make me laugh. Jim Stop drinking beer out of shoes. That's disgusting. You need to quit that. Have some um, mahi mahi over on the table. If anybody was wondering what was going on with Bobby and his injury, uh, you know, he's getting that looked at. He's getting it attended to mm -hmm. when his good buddy Drew <laughs> appears once more. And, you know, you can't say anyone is all bad, right? And Drew really proves this here when he lets Bobby know that he's going to pray for him. I think Drew's favorite thing is to take around a tiny knife and just like stick people with it just a little bit, just like worse than a paper cut, but nothing that needs stitches. And yes. then he just kind of walks away. Like where you kind of can't prove that he's injured you, but you're pretty <laughs> sure he has. Yeah. Angela has been shrunk down to a tiny, <laughs> like a cocktail sword that somehow Angela he has reinforced. Junior. So it can actually do a bit of damage. He is, uh, he is really weaponizing the Lord here. And I have to admit that I am living for it. I mean, everybody does it. So why not Drew? Oh, it's true. He might as well get in on it. Mm -hmm. uh, it's timely that we see him because right after this, we go into our main event where Drew mm -hmm. is going to face Los Angeles night, but we've really got a stacked commentary team here. Logan Paul is on commentary and so is KO. I don't know about you, but this commentary situation was absolute chaos. And I had such a hard time following what was happening. I absolutely did too. I caught like one thing. And I also feel like Pooh should have just been like shaken in his britches because he had to go up against KO on commentary. Like nobody, right. nobody can beat KO. I would not get into a verbal sparring match with Kevin Owens if my life depended on it. I would apologize what? and leave. Yeah. That's no way. I'd just be like, I'd, I'd be like, sir, I'm going to take some notes. If you don't mind me use some of your oh. material. And I mean, he was on fire at one point. He lets us know that he doesn't like anyone in the elimination chamber other than Randy. <laughs> that made yeah. Me really happy. Yeah. He loves Randy. Oh, I mean, everybody loves Randy, right? Who doesn't love Randy? Until he turns heel. Yeah, everybody loves Randy. I will still love Randy, even when he turns heel. I know. I will, too. So, I mean, between the commentary situation and everything happening in the ring, there was just a lot going on here. And it kind of felt like the interpersonal drama was more the point than any wrestling match yeah. that we were going to have. Because yeah, which I feel Drew like is usually the case, right? Like... 
you know. Right. Like this is the lead up to a pay-per-view. It's really more about the struggle than getting a victory. So Drew yeah. ends up yeeting Los Angeles right into KO. KO attacks Drew. It's cats and dogs lying down together. It's it's a lot. It's just a lot. Disqualification. Disqualification. Then Bobby shows up. Randy shows up. Uh, it's a hell of a way to go into the elimination chamber. Randy has the last word. He Doesn't usually he? does. The, yes, he has the RKO okay. out of nowhere. I thought so. I didn't know if then he was like RKO'd by like LA randomly or something. No, no. Randy is very proud of himself at the end of the show. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so do you have anything that you want to bring up about this match before we leave it? I know you're dying to get to the chamber. I do not. The chamber is far more interesting. The chamber calls you. Um, Hello. Hello. <laughs> before we get into a match by, match by match breakdown, give me a rating one through five. Are we doing halvesies? Yeah, or absolutely. You can do any, any fraction. I'm going to go want. four and a half. I'm going to give it a 4.999. I love this one. I thought it was oh, great. Oh, wow. Okay. The only reason time. I gave it a discount is because it was very predictable. That's absolutely fair. There were no surprises. But other than that, I mean, it was great. Well, let's get into it. We start things off with a pre-show match. We've got Indy Hartwell and Candice LeRae versus the Kabuki Warriors. Um, Which they snuck in under our freaking noses because we did our preview. I can't put words together. Our predictions. And this wasn't in the list because it wasn't advertised at the time of recording it was profoundly rude it was profoundly profoundly rude well also they were probably like uh-oh we have multiple australians on the roster and we're only featuring 1.5 of them <laughs> is grayson the point five? yes that that checks out i, mean, I saw was a really wrestling so you know no no he just showed up I saw a thing too that Bronson Reed was supposed to be on the card, but apparently he and his wife uh, had a baby and the baby came early. Is that why? Oh, yeah. Okay. So congratulations, Bronson. I mean, I know we're pretty tough on you on this show, but good for you. Happy That's baby. Nice. Oh, yeah. I hope everyone's doing well. So I thought that Indy got a really uh, heartwarming reception yeah, from her nice. countrymen. It was really nice. Um, this was a fun match. The crowd is really into indie. Um, what did you think about it? Um, yeah, I mean, it was a crowd service match. They didn't stand a chance in hell. There was no way the Kabuki Warriors were going to lose the title. Um, I got up, I got up at like 3.30, 3.40 that morning because I wanted to watch it in real time. And like, I think their match came on at like 4.30 and I was like, Okay. I mean, it wasn't like the most amazing match I've ever seen. So I was kind of like, I guess mm -hmm. I could have slept through this, but it was still enjoyable. It was fun. And I feel like Kyrie and Asuka are living their best, weirdest lives. Like they're really yeah. out here having a good time. So they are. And I just get, I just get mad about Candace and Indy because like, they're just the afterthought all the time. And it's like, are you kidding me? They are great, but there's no place for them. I am really furious that we continue to use Candice LeRae as enhancement talent. Like I just, I know 
and Johnny Gargano at this point, like, I mean, he's getting yeah. a little bit more, but like, are you fucking kidding me? They're incredible. It feels like a huge insult to everything that she has achieved in her career. And I just, and I'm not going to shit on any other lady wrestlers, but man, we give screen yeah. time to some people that I'm like, maybe they could share it with Candace. Yeah. Like maybe not Nia Jax. Sorry, Nia maybe Jax. Maybe not Nia but Jax. Like, come on. Candace is a better wrestler. Sorry, dude. They're in through. They're in through. Well, after this, we have the women's elimination chamber match. And I have to say that I, I feel like when we have a concept match on the card, the ladies are killing it. Oh yeah. Just absolutely, absolutely killing it. This was fantastic. This was fantastic. And like, I have to say like, Tiffany has a strike against her for me just because she reminds me so much of Lacey Evans. Totally not Tiffany's fault. Totally understand. But holy shit she was taking a beating <laughs> she was hands down the mvp of this match yeah um <laughs> took an incredible beating she was involved in so many incredible spots like that the cartwheel thing that she and naomi did i know was crazy i know and her swanton off the pod also crazy I was super mad that she eliminated naomi i'm also super mad that naomi was eliminated first because for for many reasons i get it i love naomi yeah. too and i want her yeah. to have more yeah it was tough um you know i didn't write down the order of entrances but i did write down the order of eliminations and it was naomi by tiffany then tiffany by Liv, raquel by bianca bianca by Liv, and then Liv by becky so yeah, Becky and Naomi started, then Tiffany came out, then Raquel, then Bianca. I'm missing one. Liv, sorry, Tiffany, then Liv, Liv then Raquel, then Bianca, sorry. There was a hot minute where I thought Liv was going to have it, and I was like, oh, I yeah. wasn't expecting that. But then I know, I was going to be surprised, honestly. Um, yeah. There was this crazy, Bianca gave like Raquel some crazy-ass DDT off the cage. Like Raquel took some yeah big hits as well um and people were pissed when tiffany got eliminated okay did it did you have on your you know predictions list that tiffany stratton would be so over in australia no i was really shocked and i was like okay <laughs> i wasn't sure what to make of it I mean, it's like good for her because she really did put on an incredible performance, especially when you consider how new she is to wrestling. But like, guys, I didn't know you were like so like yeah. ride or die for Tiffy time. Yeah, they love Tiffy time. Love Tiffy time. It moves counterclockwise down there. <laughs> That's the real Tiffy time. It's <laughs> counterclockwise. <laughs> I also think Raquel deserves a lot of credit. I don't know if you've been following what she's been going through on. Yes. She's been posting about her on Instagram. She's got um, mast cell activation syndrome, I think. Yes. Isn't that right? Yes. And I mean, the photos and videos she's posted of what she's dealing with with that are truly heinous. And I guess she had a flare up of it before the pay-per-view and she went out there and competed anyway in that heat and humidity and everything. Like, wow she's a beast i don't follow her on on socials i should but we were um we were watching it and like you know she obviously didn't have makeup on and i was like 
she looks different and it wasn't just like that she didn't have makeup on and my excuse me my spouse was looking it up and like you know read me the whole thing and i was like oh that's awful i feel so bad for her she's been through it so huge props to raquel for going out there and putting on a show also raquel you don't have to do that you really don't your health is so much more important sweetie Mm -hmm. so much Mm -hmm. more important Mm -hmm. i also just want to on raquel I think her new look with the backless top versus those terrible onesies, real improvement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her I, her style mm-hmm. has improved. I like it a lot. She looked cute. Also, Bianca's outfit was just the cutest fucking thing. She looked amazing. She's like the most talented person on the planet. I know. I just, like, I'm waiting I just for her to drop her. an album. Like, when's it going to happen? Probably. Because obviously, she's probably can also sing really well. And she'll write a book, but it'll actually be written by her in just a really heartfelt, thought-provoking memoir. Like, it'll actually be good. <laughs> you know, the worst. <laughs> Anything else about this lady's elimination chamber before I rush us ahead? It was a hell of a match. It really was. Thank you, ladies. Yeah, seriously. Like, I, I feel like the ladies' matches always end up... What, you know how some of the like wrestling sites will do these report cards for the pay-per-views so, like this match gets yeah. an A and this match gets the women's matches always get like shorted in those ratings. Of course. And Women can't wrestle. What's wrong with you? This match is fantastic and if you have complaints about it, I don't want to hear them at all. Yeah, fuck off from this show. Mm-hmm. Wrong place. After this, we have the tag uh, championship match and Jillian, I owe you an apology because last week you were like, I think their new tag team name is New Catch Republic. And I was like, no, that's really stupid. And that can't be, no, they are actually branding them in an official capacity as the New Catch Republic. I feel dumb. It's because I I mean, I know that it's like a nod to something, but I'm just like, I don't, it's not, it doesn't click. I also, I'm still confused as to why they have this going on on the main roster. And then down at NXT, they have the no quarter catch crew. Oh, really? Are they just trying to do like a bullet club thing, basically? I think so. But like also the only British thing about the no quarter catch crew is William Regal's son. (gasps) William Regal's son wrestles? William Regal's son wrestles and he looks like a big buff Willy Wonka, kind of like that one actor does. (laughs) <laughs> but jeremy he's not allen as white. he's not as cute as jeremy allen white but he's got the same hair and like a very oh similar gosh. i'll send you a picture after this okay like that's amazing big old murderous willy wonka it's great <laughs> wow so uh you know such as it is we've got the new catch republic tyler Bate and pete dunn and they are facing off against finn balor and damian priest of the judgment day uh what'd you think about dom's reception when he wanted to introduce his friends that was amazing <laughs> that was great. i love that they had to cut the feed at one point because so many people were flipping them off yes it was <sighs> it was pretty great i so i feel bad because this match i didn't give a shit about this match honestly like in the sense that i was like i i like both teams but like nothing about this felt urgent or important to me. Like it felt very thrown together. I know they had like a little mini tournament to get there, but like it never felt like they were going to lose. The match itself was really good. Absolutely. 
Absolutely, yes. Um, like, it was really good, but I was just like, well, Judgment Day retains, shocking no one. Like, it just, it was, it was predictable to me. I don't know. What did you think? That's exactly how I felt about it, right? Like, I really enjoyed watching this match. I thought the wrestling was amazing. I also thought that it was very, very much like, of course, New Catch Republic is not going to win the tag titles a month before WrestleMania. Yeah. Not with all the stuff that's going on in the Judgment Day. And like, there's just, there's too much happening to change it up to a relatively unestablished tag team a month Mm -hmm. before the biggest show of the year. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And I, I mean, it's, I think it's fine that the, ncr i'm going to call them is getting this push because they're great i mean they're a lot of fun to watch but i'm just kind of like i don't have any investment right here's what i will give them i thought that new catch republic was so good in this match that there were a few times i was like oh my god what if they actually win but yeah yeah i if they write them into some kind of like intense story with someone else wherein i can imagine that one or more of them is probably in love with one or more of the other ones, then I'm like in, I'm in it. I'm invested. But as of yet, dad has not arranged that for us. What if you could imagine that they were in love with each other? Mm. Pete and Tyler. I don't know. Tyler's so goofy. (laughs) Tyler does seem a a little hard to ship. I'm not, he has golden retriever energy. He does bless him yeah but i mean they do have a grumpy and sunshine thing so sunshine thing and like the sunshine is like literally blonde and like right and the grumpy literally has a bruiser in his moniker so i mean real grumpy face too yeah he's always just like "Mm." so i mean we'll see what happens with these two and with the tag picture as a whole I'm curious as to what the tag titles will be doing at WrestleMania. Do you have any ideas about that? No. I The tag picture is nuts. Like there's no storylines happening. None. No. None. And like why aren't they doing anything? It's not that I mean are they so like focused on fixing the fuck up of WrestleMania that like the whole weird Cody, Seth, Roman, whatever rock thing that like they can't write storylines for anybody else? Like, I feel like tag teams always get screwed. They do. They do. I, I think that there's never as much investment in the tag team picture as the individual competitor picture. Yeah. And it feels like right now, if you're in a tag team, the only way you're getting a story is if it's more about the faction that you're in mm-hmm. than the tag team competition. So like Finn and Damien have stuff going on because they're in the judgment day. I feel like the one thing that's happening is on Raw, which is Imperium and New Day. Like, I feel yes. like that's one thing that could show up at WrestleMania and be good. But I feel like that's the only one that has a story ish and to be fair like i don't want to get too far ahead on that but i would watch that every week now through wrestlemania like so happily Mm -hmm. it's really good well after uh finn and damien get the win we take a little break 
from in-ring competition and we have a talk show we do what a weird thing to have uh, in the middle of this (laughs) pay-per-view i never understand why they do this like i get that you don't have these guys wrestling and everybody wants to see them but there's got to be a better way i agree and it's not the grayson waller effect (laughs) it's not um so you know it's a very typical grayson waller effect like austin theory comes out he doesn't have a shirt on but he does have a coat on which seems incongruous he -hmm. announces grayson and we learn through the commentary team that Grayson Waller was a high school history teacher before getting into wrestling. I know. I kind of love that. I love it too. He's got depths. He's got layers. <laughs> he does. So I remembered there's a moment where Austin Theory makes a good joke. And I'm going to give him props. Probably the one and only time in my broadcast journalism career he's like you know heckling the audience basically and he says he went out for like an authentic australian dinner at outback steakhouse (laughs) and i really enjoyed that i was like that's i was like that's a good one austin theory good job that's a good one see this is terrible because the thing i remember being funny was on raw so like now we've got two two dangerous times yeah maybe he's like you know what the greatest professional wrestling podcast in the world does not like me and i'm gonna do what i can to become a friend of the show austin it's not gonna happen but god bless you for trying he's like i gotta get better than logan poo if i can get better than logan poo maybe i can start working my way into their good graces okay real talk buddy you already are yeah it's true by virtue of not being logan paul you've already reached that milestone so yeah did okay so on the way out grayson did that shoey with that guy um i don't know if it was the lighting or his makeup or what but when he was like in the ring grayson looked a little gray to me like he looked like he didn't feel very well and i have to wonder if like chugging that beer in that humidity and heat might have like made him feel a little icky so i think especially if it was cold because I know at my college graduation, it was like really, really hot and humid and they were giving people ice water and oh, like yeah. more than I one person tum-tum. tossed their cookies. So <laughs> maybe the shoey was a little <laughs> too refreshing. Oh God. Or maybe like all of us, Grayson is just getting a little too old for the shoey. I mean, there comes a time mm-hmm. in every person's life where you can no longer chug a beer. You've got to stop chugging beer out of shoes. Maybe you can chug a beer just regular like, but out of the right. shoe, man, no. And maybe it should be a light beer and not a thick puddingy beer like I assume <laughs> Australians enjoy. <laughs> Pudding beer. Oh, God. Um, I mean, this is, I, I guess this is an interesting episode of the Grayson yeah. Waller show. I mean, Cody and Seth are now friends and they go on talk shows together. They both look absolutely nuts. Seth reveals to us that he is medically cleared. Almost medically cleared. Almost medically cleared. Which is confusing Um, to me. Yeah, I thought his MCL was destroyed. The speech he gave, like, is this, has this all been a work? (laughs) Like, he had a brace on for, like, two weeks. I imagine that it was a real injury, but, like... Were they like, oh, JK, it wasn't as bad as we thought. Or does he have like superhuman healing powers like Wolverine? 
it's all very confusing. Um, I no longer feel like I know what is real and what is not RE the mm -hmm. WWE right now. Yeah. I feel like efficiently worked. I don't know what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> Upside down. Upside down. Um, you know, this proceeds as you might expect it to. Grayson takes the side of the bloodline. Cody talks about how you've got to be around the people to be the people's champ. Mm -hmm. And then he lets us know that he wants to wrestle the rock Shakira style wherever, whenever. <laughs> wherever. He's ready. Wherever. Um, <laughs> I don't understand what's happening or like, is he trying to get really injured before WrestleMania? Cause I feel like <laughs> the rock will try and like break his legs. I, you like, know how Haha, you can't wrestle him go ahead roman or whatever <laughs> have you seen like any of the articles that were like well cody was supposed to have an injury gimmick and that's what was going to excuse him from the main event of wrestlemania maybe dad's like look you're gonna have to get injured we still need to do that oh god can you imagine i would be <sighs> so upset i i will not be okay <laughs> I will be bad. be a proud fucking Cody crybaby if that's the case. I will every chicken nugget that I can lay hands on will be going up my ass if it comes. I think that's to only that. gonna harm you. That's not gonna harm them in any way. Look, let me protest the way I want to protest, Jillian. That's fair. Okay. <sighs> um, there was actually another funny moment. Where, so you know how a uh, clown like goes into doing his impersonation of The Rock, which was pretty decent. It was um, okay. When, um, is it Seth? I think Seth attacks him as he's like, yes. you know, talking. And as he's getting attacked and being pushed back, he's still going, which I thought was pretty funny. It wasn't just like, oh, like he just kept holding the word until he like crashed into the back. I thought that was pretty good. He committed really, really hard. He did. Another highlight of this for me was Grayson watching Austin get wrecked and yeah. just like trying to keep his plant out of harm's way. He did not help at all. He was too busy with his plant. He did not have time. And I mean, I, I think their disharmony carries over a little until the next time we see them. So it'll be fun to see what's going on with these two dudes. He was holding his plant because he had to hork. So he was like, I'm going to puke in this plant. <laughs> Go in the plant right now it's safer so i mean this ends on a high note seth and cody shake hands they're real proud of what they did to austin theory grayson keeps his plant safe and uh cody's gonna try to fight the rock um can we talk about seth's jacket for a second of course we can do you remember what his jacket looked like i sure do i sure do okay the vibe it gave me and it's not exact but you know in beetlejuice where um he's in the model and like at one point i think it's um i don't think it's gina davis's character i think it's um baldwin alec baldwin's character alec? like picks him up mm -hmm. and is like yelling at him and little spikes come out of his, yes! his jacket yeah that's what it reminded me of like it wasn't 100 things all over his jacket and i was like okay you're really beetlejuicing right now if you say his name three times he will appear 
Doesn't Beetlejuice sound like something the kids would be doing nowadays that people would be really worried about? Children are Beetlejuicing more at 10 o'clock. It's something that Republicans are absolutely convinced children are doing, but does not actually exist. Kind of like the litter boxes in public school bathrooms. You know? (laughs) Yeah. Like, are your kids Beetlejuicing? Tune in tonight when Joe Rogan reveals the truth. (laughs) Fucking Joe Rogan. (laughs) After this uh, Beetlejuice extravaganza, we have our men's elimination chamber match, which of course brings together Kevin Owens, Bobby Lashley, Logan Paul, Randy Orton, Drew McIntyre, and your boy, mm-hmm. LA Knight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Logan once again put gave his gum to a fan, and I was oh. so disgusted. He put it on his can of Prime Energy drink. Is that what he did? Ew, why is he so gross? Everything about him, man, I don't know. I bet he secretly hopes someone will try and clone him. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, try note. to make a I try to make a Logan Poo prime energy drink hybrid <laughs> creature. It's just a can with little arms and legs, which would be more entertaining than Logan Paul. Oh, it really would be. Um, I saw some stuff from an event the day before the ple where randy was out on stage doing a thing and logan paul came and interrupted him which now feels very uh you know suggestive of what would happen during the elimination mm. chamber or shadowing but logan tweeted about it and was something like, like what's wrong randy and randy responded you'll find out jake <laughs> and i laughed really hard <laughs> and then he hashtagged it prime energy ball sweat in a can oh shots fired (laughs) (laughs) that's fine i like it i like it too um what did you think about this match um it was bonkers i still think the women's match was more brutal but which i feel like is always the case but um yeah lately it has been yeah it was crazy um bobby came out looking like sergeant zebra i don't know if you saw his outfit but he had like zebra paint i don't know what was going on it was a lot um when the crowd was chanting uh cm punk i thought they were chanting dm hunk and i was like this is amazing but they weren't they were chanting cm punk um i loved the simultaneous smashing of uh poo on either side of KO's chamber door. Really delightful. Um, I I feel like, so I'm like looking at my notes and I remember that something happened. The back of Drew's shoulder looked super fucked up. Yeah. At one point, Randy was dead and I was really worried about Randy, but I like, I He's... generally had a moment where I was like, oh no, is his back actually fucked up? But luckily it doesn't seem to be. He sold his um, back so hard, I was convinced he'd never walk again. He did a great job. Um, Bobby got eliminated first. Now. Yes. Why? Why are the first two people eliminated from both Elimination Chamber matches black folks? Yeah, I think that's a great question. Like, why is this always happening? 
I think it's a great question. And I think the easy answer is like, oh, because neither of them has a lot going on storyline. But it's like, well, okay. there's there's <laughs> two responses to that, right? Yes. One, uh, Bobby actually does have stuff going on. It's not terribly interesting, but he does have stuff going on. And two, why don't they have more stuff going on? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, we have Bianca, right? And she's amazing yeah. and she's always happening. But it's just like, I don't know. It just seemed gross. Um, Alan Jackson shows up. He sure does. Alan fucking Jackson gets into that chamber and starts beating up on L.A. Alan Jackson Styles is never going back to youth group. And he's going to no. vape forever because he's a bad boy now. All because of some chewing tobacco. It really threw him over the edge. He's done. He's never going back. This is what dip does to America's young men. It's no it joke. It does. Um, so I'm guessing this is going to have WrestleMania implications. That would be my guess. Yes. He's real angry. I mean, he's doing a good job being an asshole. He really is. Um, he's also real orange. Did you see how orange that man was? Yeah, there's a lot of self-tanning problems happening. There was one time where I saw Jackie's hand and the webbing between her forefinger and thumb was like a white triangle and the rest of her oh, was orange. And I was like, we oh, gotta, honey. we gotta stop. There's a, there's a, there's a epidemic in the WWE of oranginess. Yeah. Like, I, I'm not sure why we don't go and get the nice spray on tan that they do at the salon. I don't know what they're doing. Are they airbrushing them backstage? Do they not have time? I know those folks are quite busy. I assume it is like, you know, if you ever see a movie about like little figure skaters getting ready backstage and mom is like hairspraying all of them before they go out. It's just like dad is back there with a can <laughs> of like Hawaiian Tropic spray tan and he's just dousing them in it. <laughs> Burnt umber spray paint. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it's pretty exciting though that our boy Drew wins. It's so exciting. I love that for him. I was worried he wouldn't. Well, I remember asking, I don't know, a few weeks ago that I was like, how's he going to do it? How's Drew going to get to WrestleMania? And lo and behold, he's there. He's here. And I mean, who knows without Alan Jackson Styles intervention? you know and then yeah a couple other things that happened i mean logan paul digs out the brass knucks and then randy rko's him and then logan paul sneaks back in with the brass knucks and then drew was able to get the win so who knows without all this drama if drew would be our man or not i know we'll never know and i kind of i kind of wish the thing with logan paul and randy hadn't happened so that it was more decisive for drew yeah yeah there's like a little asterisk, right? But I don't think Drew cares anymore. I think he's like, great, the easy way. Let's do it. He's excited. There's actually going to be people there to watch him wrestle. I know. That's really nice, isn't it? I mean, to be fair, it would suck. Yes, being, of course it would. Being in that match and winning a championship when there can't be like real people there to cheer you on. Right. In the most depressing thing that most of us have gone through as a as a group of humans ever yeah. in our lifetimes yeah with like people on tv screens behind them where like i remember weren't there just like tons of people doing really weird racist shit on those screens too 
Oh my gosh, you know, I was not really paying a lot of attention at that point, so I don't... I wasn't watching, but I remember reading stuff about it, because they weren't policing any of it, so people were of just like... Of course not. There was a lot of weird, like, I feel like there was a lot of weird neo-Nazi shit that kept showing up. It was not great. God, that's awful and embarrassing in this modern age of media. That's terrible. So, yeah, I I can see why Drew is ready for a moment in front of a real crowd that has fewer neo-Nazis in it, hopefully. That's what we all hope for. Yeah. After this match, we get a little little visit from Dad. Uh, He's real glad Australia is a thing, and he just wants to let us know that a lot of Australians are in the stadium tonight watching the show now i never believe the number that they say ever but at least they didn't say it was a fucking record i feel like every time they have a thing like record attendance but they didn't say it for that and i was very pleased yeah like maybe we're learning that it doesn't always have to be like (laughs) 85 million more people than we said last time we were here we could just be cool nobody gives a shit no nobody gives a single shit about how many people are there nobody but i feel like they've made this this weird thing with aew where it's like you know making fun of aew's low attendance so like we have to always have more and bigger and better and it's like guys come on who cares put your dicks away for fuck's sake god wouldn't the world be a better place if so many people took that advice oh my god (laughs) what a beautiful world join us next week for put your dicks away an instruction manual for dudes who don't know how to put their dicks away step by step (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's a wiki how come to life oh it's really good it's really good um we have our main event of the night after this uh very glad to see women in the main event closing the yeah. show we've got Nia Jax versus Rhea Ripley for the women's championship what say ye um I took very few notes like i don't know like by the end of this i was just like this i've said from the beginning this match does not interest me it never interested me it was more i was worried about like what might happen to Rhea. um i it was good i mean it, it was not a barn burner i'm really glad that she won there was a hilarious sign in the audience i don't know if you saw it but it said naya injured me (laughs) i did see it um i don't know i just the the problem with this whole nia Jax thing is like it to me it doesn't feel very organic it feels like it has been pushed really hard and i'm not entirely sure why or where it's coming from i hate that like Rhea got to wrestle in front of her home country and her family and it was against nia Jax. like fuck like that match i, I just I feel bad because I feel like I'm comparing like every match to the match she had with Charlotte at WrestleMania, which is it's not hard fair. not to though. It's hard not to because it was so good. So the, I mean, she was great. I just like I have a really hard time getting enthusiastic about Nia Jax. That's kind of how I feel. I mean, I want to. A lot of times when I look at Nia Jax, I'm like, who asked for this? Yeah, like who ordered this who was responsible for bringing this to us but she's not compelling. I give, she's not i want to give naya credit where credit is due this is one of the better performances i have seen from her yeah yeah um but no i i kind of felt the same way it, and it it felt so predetermined with all the stuff that went on with becky 
Uh-huh. He's going to win the chamber. Rhea's going to win this match. And it's all just a formality until we get to WrestleMania. And, you know, to your point about rating the show and predictability, they need to work harder at that. They need to create a little more suspense. And Nia Jax is not going to do it. Well, and that's part of, I feel like they've been doing that for a really long time where they're basically telegraphing what they're going to do because yeah, they, you know, they're so concerned with like the next premium live event that they're talking about that one before this one's even happened and they're advertising that one. And they're saying like, you know, like it's just like, they're in such a hurry Mm -hmm. to sell shit ahead of time. And like, yeah, there's always the chance. There's always the chance that it ends up being so-and-so and and Becky instead of Rhea, but like, not really. Not really. And it, it feels like titles change hands so rarely now. Exactly. There's no real danger anymore. It, it just, I mean, yeah, I'll be real shocked when it finally does happen. But it's like, I just go into every weekly show and every PLE like, yeah, the title's not going to change hands. Like, I think I would shit my mm-hmm. pants if a title changed hands on a weekly show. I know. It's, I feel like a when it does, one, it's a tag know? title. Yeah. Yes. I mean, like a major time. And that used to happen yeah. sometimes. Like, I it, don't know. I, it did. Yes, it did. Dad, dear dad, 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 dad. Remember back in the days, the olden days <laughs> when you were wrestling? Your glory like, days, dad. There was more stuff happening. Not the weird bad shit backstage, but I'm talking about the stuff that's like titles changing hands when it wasn't necessarily a pay-per-view. Like, let's go back to that. Let's, let's, let's shake it up. Let's increase or- the danger. The suspense. Or even at a even at a pay per view would be would be fun. That's fine too. Yeah, I'll <laughs> take anything. God, I don't know. Um, it makes me wonder. Like looking ahead to WrestleMania, like are we looking at a night of upsets or are we looking at more of the same? I'm hoping for some MF upsets. Yeah, like I but want only my jaw for people I care about. Yeah, I want to be shocked. like I want Jay to win something. Want Sami to win something. But like, I don't really want, you know, Pooh to win anything else. Like, you know, just someone take his title away. That would be nice, wouldn't it? That would be great. Maybe that's what Randy's getting ready to do. He's going to do it for us. Oh, I would love that, Randy. Mm-hmm. Well... Is there anything else before we close the doors on the Elimination Chamber pods for another year that you would like to touch on? I know I bitch and moan a lot, but I mean, I really did enjoy it. I had a lot of fun watching it, and um, I always do. So it was a good Elimination Chamber. I'm looking forward to next year. Yeah, I think I think the wrestling was outstanding. Like, the in-ring performances were really outstanding, and I had a great time. I did, too. I, I prefer my premium live events midday so dad for your old folks who like to watch wrestling just keep that in mind we like the early bird special quite a bit i'd like to be able to go to bed at my normal bedtime would be nice well on that note are you ready to get raw wait so monday night Dominic and Rhea were ready to get raw and Dominic introduces mommy as the greatest 
women's champion of all time. I mean, it's pretty great. Why not? Right? Why not? Yeah, why not? I mean, she can claim it. It's fine. Yeah. Um, Rhea treats us to some, you know, pretty standard Rhea-isms. And then Becky comes out and uh, she also has some things to say. I wanted to ask you about Becky's outfit. No. She looked like she was an extra in that episode of Saved by the Bell where they put on a rap musical version of Snow White. <laughs> I remember that one. And yes, I all I said was like, I say no to this outfit. You know, it's funny because later... Seth also looks like he was taking a page out of 1990 something with his outfit. And I'm like, why are we doing this? I, yeah, I don't really understand the look that these two are going for anymore, but it is no. a lot. I don't, I disagree with it. Um, and you know, we do the whole backhanded compliment thing here. Becky offers mm -hmm. Rhea some congratulations, la la la. And she says it's really great that her family got to see her win an elimination chamber because now they don't have to go to WrestleMania and see her lose. And it was a pretty good line. Pretty good burn. Yeah. I like that one. Do you remember what she calls Dom? What she calls Dom? Yeah, no. what Becky calls Dom. No. She calls him a dirty kumquat. Oh, okay. Your dirty no, kumquat. I don't remember that. <laughs> I don't know what that's about, mm -mm. but mm -mm. that is a thing that happened. Um, mm -mm. So, do do you want to take us through the end of their altercation here? Um, I mean, first thing Rhea says back to Becky is like, "Hey, don't be a dickhead to Dom." Um, which I thought was very nice of her. I really like the line where she's like, um, the man always thinks that they're the backbone of everything. I thought that was pretty great. Mm -hmm. um, but she's like, women are better and I'm on the top of the heap. So I feel like her sass back was better than Becky's original sass. I agree. I agree. Like bring that feminism 101, Rhea. We love it. I'm looking forward to their match. I'm sure it will be a great match. Um, mm-hmm. I'll talk about this later. So I'll, I'll hold on to it until later when we talk about Liv. Okay. Well, as they're wrapping up, and I always love when one wrestler's music just hits and it's like the guys in the production truck are like, yeah, you're done. We're done. Get out of here. Um, <laughs> as that happens, uh, Nia Jax comes from behind and she attacks Becky. Nia Jax, Nia attacks. Yeah. Nia attacks. She has pretty new hair. I know she looks so cute. I loved I it. I love big curly hair. Um, I don't know if you caught it, but as of that airing, it was 40 days to mania, which my spouse said it's WWE Lent. Oh my goodness. What should we give up for WWE Lent? Logan Paul is what I'm giving up for Lent. No, that's not how Lent works. You give up something that you enjoy that is a challenge for you to go without. Oh. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't know. What are you going to give up? Ah, oh my gosh. Um, I mean, I tend to go way too ambitious and then not be able to keep it. Like, I'll be like, I'm going to give up Cody Rhodes until rest. No, I'm not. That's stupid. 
<laughs> maybe we could both try to give up like being really really mean to logan paul for wwe <sighs> lent what if i give up being mean to austin theory for for lent uh, you know what that's admirable and i think i think i'm going to give up um insisting to my poor husband that pat mcafee is the most lovable golden retriever man in the world every time he speaks i think you're gonna fail really quickly at that. i know i love him so much <laughs> <laughs> oh man okay That's i'll probably forget what i said i was gonna give up so here we go the good news is that uh we are not wwe catholics so you know we're not really beholden to this <laughs> <laughs> that's true we're not <laughs> after uh after this jackie confronts naya backstage and naya is like i should be going to wrestlemania not becky yeah, and whatever. she tells us that later she's gonna face Liv, and that we should expect like 10 times the carnage that becky got from her so you know we'll see what happens <sighs> yeah whatever yeah. now shut up mm. <laughs> uh more interesting to my good co-host uh after this we have a wildly brutal match between sammy Zayn and shinsuke nakamura these two throw down is rough is real i think like we always think about how lovable and endearing sammy Zayn is and we forget that that man is like a full-throated murderer in the ring he's pretty brutal um i have to say that i was like really nervous about this match because mm. you know sammy's been on a bit of a downslide yeah. and i was like are we just gonna do this again is this what it's gonna become is like sammy becoming the natalia of the men's division and like i love natalia and i don't want to see her like be relegated to like loser matches all the time so i was like genuinely concerned but then sammy won he did he did so good um sammy is our king yes. with some truly violent kicks mm -hmm. truly violent yeah but yeah, yeah like i you love to see it you absolutely love to see sammy come out on top i'm curious what shinsuke is gonna do now is he gonna pick somebody else is he going to keep hammering away at Sammy? Are they going to have like an epic WrestleMania battle? Because that would be great. Also, like, I mean, there's going to be 20 main events at WrestleMania. So, you know, the world's our right. oyster. I really love that Shinsuke is like, well, that one didn't work out. You, you are exactly. my next target for chaotic violence. Like, okay. Someone just happened to walk by you. <laughs> Byron Saxton. Like, oh, all right. Okay. It just starts haunting byron saxton poor byron he just appears on nxt where he's doing commentary just chasing him down i kind of love it <laughs> which just reminds um, me where the fuck is nikki cross <laughs> i mean clearly when she was lurking around they left her backstage in some city and she's in a stadium in ohio they th i think they did i hope you're okay out there nikki yeah stay stay safe nikki it's all gonna be all right uh, a little later in the show, Jackie interviews Sammy about uh, his win, and she kind of addresses the adversity he's been facing. And Sammy's really excited because he thinks he has a path to WrestleMania. I remain a little confused about what this path is, but he seems confident. I feel like there's information that they have that we don't, that like they think has been shared with us, but has not. <laughs> 
Right? Like, they are talking about something that if this was a regular TV show should have happened in episode four, and now it's Mm -hmm. episode ten, but they forgot that they cut it from the episode four script. Yeah. So we have no idea what's going on. I don't either. I, well, then, like, um, Gunther kind of, you know. Yes. Saunters up, so I was like. Ooh, 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 ooh. Are, is there going to be an IC championship match between these two at WrestleMania? Because, yes, please. But like you said earlier, that there might be some kind of gauntlet situation happening, right? Because Chad Gable was like, I need a match. And Bronson Reed was on the telephone apparently asking for a match. We don't really know. Right. So is there going to be that sort of thing happening? I just, look, I love all the competition. But, like, I don't think everything needs to be around Robin. So I think it would be fun if we use some of this time between now and WrestleMania to determine that competitor and build that person up. (laughs) Because we're not going to just, I don't think we're just going to go into a straight Sammy v. Gunther storyline. I mean, I hope not. I would love for them to actually, like, do the work. Right, like I, I would not mind to see Sammy continue building his confidence as he defeats yes. other, you know, really great competitors in really great matches to get like let Gunther be that bridge to WrestleMania. That sounds great. I'm ready for I'm ready for all these like million year title holders to kind of give it up. It's time. It is time for a sea change for sure. Um, do you know what else I'm ready for? Does it happen to do with Cody's sartorial choices? Yeah, I'm real ready for his suits to go in the trash bin. But they're from the, the Sears hell? Easter catalog. In 1976, I... He's a man who loves pastels. I, they don't suit him, and they're ugly. It's killing me. <laughs> it's absolutely um, killing me. I had made the comment to you before that he looked like a Ken doll here, and it was really weird. It was pronounced, yeah. Like his hair to his hands, he was like one color. I was like, Cody, what's up? What's up, Cody? <laughs> it's, uh, look, you can either use that much spray tan or you can wear pastel suits. It's not both. I feel I like say his that spray tan is tasteful though usually it's gentler i will give him that it is gentler yeah so the look is not here it's just not here there was a point i want to mention now in case i don't remember later where it looked like he was sweating spray tan i mean i think they all sweat spray tan from time to time but that doesn't surprise me like i swear i could see rivulets of it yeah Maybe everyone like sprayed real heavy in Perth and they hadn't had a chance to kind of like rinse some of it off. I don't know. They were all tired. Those poor, those poor folks. The truth remains to be seen, but, uh, beyond his horrible suit, Kathy Kelly is like, Cody, do you think it's kind of dumb to challenge the rock? And Cody's like, well, Kathy, I am indeed a stupid man. So here we go. I do stupid things. Grayson appears. I'm sorry, Grayson doesn't appear. Kathy asks about him, and Cody very rudely asks Kathy if she likes Grayson, putting her in quite the awkward position. Yeah, that was weird. It was mean. <laughs> it was very mean spirited. Cody, you are a face. Please remember. Nobody likes Grayson. Cody, you know the answer to that question. It's terrible. Um, after this, 
uh, first we have Michael Cole totally blowing out Pat saying that he caught Pat explaining backstage to Gunther in a photo <laughs> why he embarrassed him by dancing to Jay's song. And I have to say that when that photo was shown, it, it was pretty charming. There was, there was some, some amusement to be found, but, mm-hmm. um, Gunther comes out with his Imperium guys and he's just like, I'm still the champ. I'll give Jay a little tiny bit of credit. But like, what is there for me ahead in the future? So this is where he confirmed for me that he's been listening to our show because he said he's been reading and listening to rumors, our show about people, you know, having theories about what's going to happen to him in the title. And I was just Mm. like, that's us. You're talking about us. You heard it here first, Gunther first and act like you didn't (laughs) you're not too good for this podcast my dude (laughs) no one is probably probably a little too good for this there are people who are too bad for this podcast though logan Pooh. that's true he's never invited so uh i didn't know what to expect as gunther started talking about the situation and uh who will be his wrestlemania opponent did you expect the judgment day to appear no what is happening well they're just i mean they're on their world domination tour as always right they want all Mm -hmm. the titles so i mean damien's like we're gonna take your title too so uh, once again are they telling us exactly what they're going to do and leaving no surprises is damien gonna try to cash in on gunther I mean, it kind of felt like at the beginning that it was Dominic who was going to make his move on Gunther. <laughs> he kind of got laughed out of there. Which will be truly hilarious. And I 100% support Dominic. State your case and fight that man. See what happens. <laughs> he get snapped in half. Oh, my God. Yeah, and I'm like, I don't know why we would bother setting up Damien and Gunther. Because Damien has a golden ticket to a better title. Yeah. Like, don't be Austin Theory. Don't cash in on a B-tier title, you idiot. Well, also, it's like, hey, we're the WWE, and we really want Roman and Seth and or Cody and Drew to be the title holders. So, Damien, you can't come in here. There's no room at the end right now for Damien Priest, and that's very sad. It is. Did you hear Gunther make fun of poor JD? I did. I did. Poor JD. I mean, I maybe he felt emboldened by Cody making fun of JD's head. I don't know. I know. <laughs> this is why you can't set examples like that, Cody. This is why bullying is so hurtful. I mean, JD cannot help that his head is shaped the way that it is. People like to say it's just words. It's not just words. It can hurt. Okay. These words matter. Mm-hmm. And I mean, if anything, in an industry like this, I think sometimes words can hurt more than fists. So keep that in mind. Mm -hmm. After this, um, we have a little Judgment Day argument backstage where Rhea is like, Dom, what are you doing? Why are you (laughs) doing? Um, And then Finn is like, you need to go fix your relationship. And as he tries to... Who does Dom Dom run into? Andrade. 
Because all luchadors know each other and are bros. Yeah, that was weird. It was very weird. Are they setting up something between these two? Because, come on. No offense, Dom, but yeah, Andrade's a little higher up. Yeah, I, I feel like I want to believe in Dom, and I, I really can see the progress he's made over time, but I'm also like, maybe not this. Maybe not this Also, thing. I don't know, have him wrestle someone who's like... I just feel like they're just trying to stick all the luchadors together all the yes. time. Yes. It's like dad is reminiscing about the golden days when he could take all the quote unquote little guys and put them on 205 live. And he's like, I'm just saying, what if we take all these smaller guys who just happen to be luchadors? Oh my God. I forgot <sighs> about 205 live. How could you? I know it just sucks because I love all those wrestlers. I know. So, I mean, I guess Dom Dom has a lot of irons in the fire right now. He's got stuff going on with he Mommy. He's trying to face Gunther. He's doing something with Andrade. So we'll we'll keep following the story and see where it goes. Uh, more immediately, we have a real contender for match of the night. Uh, the New Day Ooh. faces Imperium in a street fight. This was legitimately, I think it was the most hardcore street fight I've ever seen. Now, granted, I have not seen every street fight, but uh, there was a lot of blood and like horrible marks and like head kicks. Yeah. And I was just like, really like, damn it. That is a lot. So much kendo sticking. I mean, just like egregious kendo sticking. I really love that um, the New Day were wearing street clothes for the street fight. Imperium is like, we wear our wrestling panties. <laughs> All hell or high water. Tiny, tiny pants. Mm -hmm. We learned in this episode that my German accent is not very good and I won't do it again. It was beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. There were some real scary spots mm -hmm. in this match. Uh, Kofi throwing Pat's chair at Ludwig. Um, there's a point where... Um, Xavier goes through Geo and a table. Geo shoves Kofi off the top rope. There's just a lot of rough stuff in this match. When uh when Xavier landed on Giovanni on that table, I was like, there's no way someone didn't get cut up from that. And then like 30 seconds later, you see the back of Giovanni's back. It's just like blood pouring down the back of his back. And I was so like that spot you talked about with Kofi I was so worried because it just seemed so quick and like yes. all of a sudden he was just splatting on a table and I was like oh god these poor men I think matches like this really emphasize how like the psychology of wrestling works for the fan because these guys know what they're doing right yes like they've planned this out they've practiced it they know the effect of what they're doing, but we don't. And that is how you make it feel real for the fans at home. It's like, you just raise those stakes mm -hmm. and you have incredible athletes doing things that they know are mostly safe, but we're like, oh my God, I'm going to see a death. Well, and even, you know, I still think just like they're still landing on a fucking table on a yes. fucking hard ass floor from like way up. It's like, there's still so much risk involved. And mm -hmm. I'm like, my dudes, you are putting on a hell of a show, a hell of a show. 
but it's it's interesting because you can just tell that fans like love this kind of crazy ass shit the most and yeah. it's like we really got to hold back from letting all of wrestling become that because it very i mean those like there's like those what death matches and like indie wrestling yeah. and stuff those are brutal that stuff is not sustainable when you have wrestlers who have to wrestle two no. or three times a week every week you know what 51 weeks a year i remember when i don't it, i think it was before they resplit the brands and like everybody was on every show every week and like mm -hmm. i just remember there were so many injuries like people were just getting injured yes. like crazy because they were just you know having to abuse themselves multiple times a week not even counting mm -hmm. house shows it was crazy yeah i think fans complain that wrestling is not as hardcore as it used to be and it's like yeah but you also see wrestlers who are like easily wrestling into their 40s pushing their 50s yeah. and like that's that's probably why they're not addicted to pain pills like because their lives aren't constant horrible pain mm -hmm. it's it is ultimately a good thing and we still get to have these crazy brutal matches yes. sometimes to scratch that itch so yeah and it's it doesn't become the norm right so it's not like uh another one of these you know because that right. eventually gets old too absolutely something that does not ever get old a little bit later we've got uh our truth backstage with his good friends uh triple h sean michaels <laughs> and whoever the hell he thinks miz is um can I tell you how sweet it is that everyone is humoring him in this? I, I love, love it, it so much and they want him to be happy. Yeah. And uh, he is happy because he's part of Regeneration X. I love it so much. I hope it's a real thing. <laughs> like We need a t-shirt. I need a Regeneration X t-shirt immediately. There was a uh, an Instagram reel I didn't listen to the audio, but I was just watching it and our truths talking to someone off camera and is like, you know, you got a lot of Shawn Michaels in you. And yes! it was Shawn Michaels. <laughs> and Shawn Michaels was just like, uh, like close the door slowly. His face was amazing in that clip. So good. So good. I love you, our truth. The television that he takes with him that has no cord. Like I just dumb unhinged shit and I love it. Is it wireless? No 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 <laughs> he just wants to take his tv with him so uh this is another uh situation that we will be following closely to see how it keeps on giving in yes. the coming weeks um up next our guy drew is here and he is feeling an attitude of gratitude he's so happy that everyone supports him and prays for him uh he got mm -hmm. hurt at elimination chamber he blew out his eardrum and the doctor said he might not make wrestlemania so he said to the doctor in a real wrestling dad joke who do you think i am cm punk it was amazing <laughs> i love um, that he's like so serious about it i blew out my eardrum which is a, a bad thing to happen but like awful. i might not get to wrestle in wrestlemania like what dude no you're fine what the fuck? you're gonna be all right <sighs> he oh continues God. his onslaught though like it's it's pretty great i loved every second of it yeah i mean he lets us know that he drank twice as much after the elimination chamber since since punk doesn't very nice nope. of him to do that <laughs> he drank his um, share. 
And then Drew calls out Seth. Now, earlier, you told me that you really love this. So I was wondering if you could, like, take us through a little of it. Like, what happens here? So, <clears throat> excuse me. The thing I loved about this. Okay, so, like, Seth comes out and Drew's just like, bro, like, just, can you just not, can you not be yes. busy body boy squad about this? And like, just fucking back off the bloodline because they're gonna fuck you up. But which, which is not really Drew's care. He doesn't give a shit. Right. But like, you know, he's just like, just, just leave it alone. Stay off of SmackDown. Stay on Raw. Stop worrying about what's happened. Like, as per usual, a heel kind of like being the voice of reason that everybody's like, that's yes. crazy. So, <laughs> so Seth's response to Drew really made me feel like he was quoting a song by the great Billy Joel. Oh. You may be right. I may be crazy. Maybe crazy. But I just may be the lunatic you're looking for. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's Billy beautiful. Uh, so he's less selfish now because of his daughter. And I'm just like, okay, man, that's fine. Um, but like, we've got to take down the bloodline. He's crusading. We got to do it. I do. I think it's nice that like most men, when they have a daughter, they learn for the, I don't want to say most men, but a lot of men learn for the first time that women are people. And Seth's yeah. not saying that he was already on the same page with us. RE women and humanity. Yeah. He just like is learning to be a better person probably because yes. Becky is gentle parenting a lot and it's helping him too. Yeah. Yeah, it's it, nice. it is nice. Yeah. I mean, it's sweet the way he talks about her. Yeah, it's cute. So, uh, you know, yeah, Seth is like, what if we just like take out the bloodline? And Drew is like, what if we just work smarter for once in our godforsaken lives and not harder? <laughs> Can we just get past WrestleMania for fuck's sake? I really enjoyed when he was like, when I am champion, if SmackDown is on fire, I would not go pee it out, dude. Like, <laughs> so good. He's just so, like, matter of fact, like, why are we doing this? Stop crossing over. They're separate fucking brands. Right? Like, this is, we are not responsible for this. We have not been tasked with this. And no, no one's going to be impressed that we take it on. And he's so befuddled at the end. He's just like, okay. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I know Seth has turned into the Crusader. So Drew's just like, eh, okay. I feel like right. Seth is facing a little too hard and he's making me mistrust him. It's like, man, you are really deep in the... Oh, maybe. We'll see. I can't trust anyone right now. This is a very contentious no. time. Very it contentious. is. I, yeah. Too many television shows and like backstabbings and everything mm -hmm. have just like made it impossible for me to trust anybody on a television show anymore. Right. I gotta, I gotta trust but verify. And I gotta verify real hard. So... After this, we have another befuddling moment in which Nia Jax takes on Liv Morgan. Um, yeah. Two things of note happen here. One, Nia just rubs her butt all over Liv's face. Yeah, that's like a thing now, I feel like, right? I don't. Did she do I that somewhere else? I thought she I did don't it to remember. Rhea or something. Okay. She might have. I just, I don't think we should be rubbing our butts on people's faces. That's how you get pink eye. I don't support that. No, that's not great. 
And then Becky comes out and she tries to extract some payback from Naya. Um, this is notable because we see uh, Becky yelling at Adam Pierce backstage later about how she wants to take on Nia Jax before WrestleMania. And Liv kind of blows up on her and is like, Becky, not everything is about you. Which, thank you, because this has been something we've been saying for a while, right? Is like Becky's yeah. always like, I'm the scrappy underdog. And it's like, Yee! Becky, you've had like lots of titles. And like, Liv is absolutely right. Yeah. Like, all my sympathy is with Liv not right about now. you. Yeah. And it, it does feel silly because Becky's like, I need to prove myself to myself again. And Liv's like, yeah, um, this person like took me out and sidelined me. So I have the greater claim. And I, I do think she does. She has the greater claim and like the more interesting story. I love Becky. She's a great wrestler, Same. but it's like, Same. dude, you wrote a book like it. You're beyond the scrappy. You're not scrappy anymore. Right. Like you're unless something happens and you get like quote unquote injured or real injured and you're gone for a while and you got to work your way back like right okay but like that's Liv's story now yeah I feel like Becky needs to take a page from Charlotte's book and be like yeah I'm the standard yes like I'm the measuring stick you know yeah just oh, yeah I don't know speaking of the standard uh, hey after this we've got Jey Uso and his sunglasses <laughs> backstage with jackie um and she asks him basically like what what he's gonna do with all the stuff going on and jay's gonna keep being himself he's, he's gonna be gonna being himself. um you know his shitty family's trying to keep him down his enemies are trying to keep him down and who shows up to ruin jay's good time true <laughs> i mean he really wants to separate him from himself from the busybody boy squad and the menacing men's meddling meetup but honestly mm -hmm. drew is meddling hard tonight he's such and a meddler he does the thing he always does he's like i see you're having a hard time and like even though i'm in a good place i relate to your struggles and then he says from the bottom of my heart jay you deserve this <laughs> Drew's McIntyre spreading the good word. What a dick. What an absolute dick. Um, he's such a dick. And Jay's just like, fuck you. <laughs> Which kind of Jay just throws me. down. I wasn't ready for that. I think he threw Yeet to the wind and he just went at it. I feel like they're really um in some sense planting seeds for a lot of different possible stories, which yes. could be kind of fun, but I also just like, can we do some stuff with other people? absolutely right we gotta gotta broaden out a little here a little bit well this brings us to our main event of the night when we have cody rhodes versus uh grayson waller and this match is not at all about cody rhodes wrestling grayson waller it's just not because during no. the match cole lets us know that quote they are saying all over the internet that paul Heyman is backstage I didn't hear him say that, but I was just like, this is a weird main event. <laughs> and it was over pretty quickly. And I was like, yeah. uh, okay. This is when Austin Theory's second hilarious moment of the night comes because oh. he, of course, is out to help Grayson and he distracts Cody at one point. Grayson slaps Cody and then Austin shouts, 
that's teamwork. <laughs> and I laughed really It's pretty good. I missed it. Damn it. It's pretty good. So Cody goes unhinged here. He Cody kind of loses it. Um, mm-hmm. I like it. So this match ends pretty quickly, and Paul Heyman appears with a bunch of snappily dressed security guys. Yeah, and like he tries to do his ingratiating thing with Cody, and just Cody just like cuts him right the f off. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have time. Mm-mm. He's sick of his bullshit. It's the same thing over and over again. Cody knows the story. Mm-hmm. Um, and he tells us that these dudes are not bloodline members. They are off duty, or should we say, suspended NYPD cops. What am I missing here? Is there some joke that I didn't get or some weird backstory? Because this is really strange to be like, hey, these are cops from the NYPD, but they're suspended. Like, did something happen? I mean, I feel like like a weird commentary. I feel like, honestly, it just is really in keeping with Cody's uber face character. It's nice to see someone doing anything about police corruption. And he's going to (laughs) take that on, too. It's true. Thank you. <laughs> they have some pretty great back and forth. Like, I really like when Heyman tries to get in the ring and he's like, may I go? He's like, no, you may not. His little leg is through. <laughs> the look of shock on his face twice. It reminded me if you've ever seen any of the clips from Nanoland, that really cute Canadian I haven't. YouTube show. Um, there's one point where people are asking Mona questions. She's the little green toddler. Uh-huh. And she's no because no (laughs) it was a real no because no moment (laughs) oh that's so cute she's so cute so yeah um like Heyman is like i mean if i come in the ring you're not gonna beat people up and cody's like again no i will kill (laughs) everyone and he does he beats up these dirty cops and Mm -hmm. what happens at the end of the show Uh, <laughs> Paul Heyman, the most glorious man on the, on the planet, okay. pulls out his phone to call Roman Reigns and then suddenly has another phone to call The Rock. I love and it they, so much. They each have a themed case of on them so they do. keep them sales. Sales. Oh my God. Cody's hunting fact- the bloodline. Cody is hunting the bloodline and Paul Heyman has never heard of the conference call. Never. He's still like, he understands three-way calling from the nineties, but doesn't know like how that works in the cell phone world. I don't know how he said with a straight face, call the rock after doing the Roman Reigns call. I just have no idea. (laughs) I, I feel like I feel kind of dumb because I, I feel like this whole thing with like the rock and Cody is very confusing to me and it feels like it's distracting from like the storyline that we want to tell about Cody and Roman. Yeah. Cause you're not dumb. That's what's happening. Roman Reigns might as well not be here. I feel bad for him. I do too, which is really weird because like he's been dominating this story. And I mean, I guess there's a way to make this work in a narrative 
But right now I'm like, you just kind of pushed your number one guy right off the stage. And it's very mm -hmm. confusing. And nobody cares about Cody finishing the story against The Rock. That's not. No, nobody gives a shit about that. It's weird that there's this open challenge against him. Like, are they just going to work it out of their system and The Rock's going to disappear before WrestleMania? Like, I don't think that's going to happen. But if Roman loses the title, which it seems likely because, I don't know, are they going to let Cody just keep fucking losing? Um, That's like a sad way to go because they're just kind of like, oh, yeah, you've been relegated. Now you're going to lose your title. Bye. So this is this is why I've been worrying that this whole thing of getting Cody back into the title picture is a monkey's paw, right? Because you get what you want, but it's not what you thought you wanted. It's not really <laughs> yeah. what you were hoping for. I don't know. I mean, I feel like there's so many ways this could go. Like, are they going to have a tag match with The Rock and Roman and Seth and Cody? Because Seth is like, you can't fight The Rock alone. It's not safe to go alone. Take me. Which could be scary, right? Because we can't trust anybody. I mean, Seth is so untrustworthy. Seth is the king of untrustworthiness. Like he's turned on his best friends in the shield. He's turned on everyone. I don't know. I mean, are we going to see the rock, like somehow push Roman Reigns out of the main event at WrestleMania and be like, I'm going to fight Cody now. It's important that I'm there. Which I would be so upset about also be because devastated. there's no title. There's no, there's nothing at stake. It's not like yes. the rock sticking around. It's just so dumb. I was really down for a fun, low stakes match between the rock and Roman reigns. Yeah. I am not down for everything that is happening here. So I don't know. It don't just know. feels like a novelty match. It does. So, you know, while Cody is hunting the bloodline, it's going to be very interesting to see what he actually catches as a part of this. <laughs> My money is happening. Well, you know, that is the ultimate catch. That is the high quality oceanic process is going. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. So uh, that was raw this week. Do you have anything else before we shut this down? One quick thing when you mentioned monkey's paw, this is not wrestling related, but my spouse showed me this really cute web cartoon. I don't know who created it, but it was like this guy shows another guy a monkey's paw and he's like, this is a monkey's paw. Do you know what it does? And the guy's like, yeah, give it to me, old man. And of course, you think it's going to go really poorly, but he wishes for the rest of the monkey. And then he has an instant best friend and nothing bad happens. That's really sweet. And I love that. I think that's nice. I think that's nice. That is really nice. Oh, that's a really nice note to end on. And it's cute. Well, thank you for joining us once again for this hot mess that we call wrestling is for girls uh please join us again next week you'll be able to find our latest episode on spotify and apple podcasts and our website wrestlingisforgirls.com and you can also find all of our older episodes there too so you can just spend hours going back and listening to all of our greatest hits and all of the rude things we have called logan paul and austin theory over the last year or so um have a great week and uh you know here's hoping all your monkey paws grow monkeys <laughs>